The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey everybody, welcome to Main Street Vegan. I'm Victoria Moran, proud and happy to be your host on this very first Main Street Vegan show of the brand new year, which meant that the Mayans meant something different when their calendar ended, because we're still here. Woohoo! And joining me today is someone that we got a lot of good response on from last month, and that is Alicia Leeds Myers, elephantbelly.com, except that you have no belly whatsoever. How are you, Alicia? <laughs> I'm great. It's wonderful to be here, Victoria. Isn't it wonderful yeah. to be here and start this happy, healthy year with all of our intentions in place. 2013 has such an awesome ring to it, doesn't, doesn't it? it? It really feels like a turning point in a lot of ways. It does. Of course, I've always liked the number 13 anyway, but I guess that's just because I'm weird. Mm-hmm. 13 is a lucky number for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes hotels are brave enough to give you a 13th floor. <laughs> So I must admit to everybody that today we are doing something that we don't usually do, and that is that this show is being pre-recorded. So we're not going to be able to take your calls, but we will be doing that again next Wednesday. So just uh, keep your phone nearby and call us next time. Today it's just going to be talking and listening, and you are going to love our guest who will come on after our first break, and that is Dr. Dustin Rudolph, an amazing pharmacist. Oh my gosh, he's not like the pharmacist at my corner drugstore. No, Dustin seems to really um, have a lot of um, prescriptions in the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, and what a wonderful place to find them. I would far rather chew before swallowing. (laughs) So, Alicia, here we are, brand new year, so exciting, so amazing. Do you make resolutions? Well, I don't make resolutions. What I like to do is choose a focus word for the year, and that's worked really well for me for the past three years. In fact, that's how I ended up moving to New York City, because three years ago, my focus word was yes. Woohoo! Uh-huh. Now, a cynical person can say, what was your focus word that year? Expensive. <laughs> but I'm not cynical. I would never say anything like that. It was um, it was a really great chance for me to sort of turn around my default setting. You know, I was always hesitant to try new things. And by choosing the word yes as my default setting, I ended up doing things I never thought I would do, like going ice skating again and moving to New York City. That That is exciting. You remind me of a wonderful woman that I knew from Kansas City. She's a mystery writer. Her name is Nancy Picard. So if anybody listening reads mysteries, they know who Nancy Picard is. And one day when I was still living back in KC, she came over summertime. I said, so would you like a lemonade? And she's like, oh, no, because I think as women, our default is always, oh, no, no, I don't need anything. And then she said, 
wait a minute. Yes. Yes, I will have some lemonade. I was like, uh, okay. She said, I need to let you know that, that I'm doing a, a yes retreat. For 30 days, I'm going to say yes to everything that is offered to me. I presume that things that are unhealthy and illegal would not be included in that. But just basically to practice our power of yes. Absolutely. And accepting the things that come your way without being fearful or worrying about them or attaching to the outcome. Mm. And it was really a transformative experience for me. And I continue to practice that. So do you have your word for 2013? My word for 2013 actually came to me in December um, of 12, 12. 12, at 1212, 12, which was really an interesting time. It was 1212, 121212 12, 12, oh when my. the word came to me, and the word was dream. Ooh, I love that because it has so many connotations. You can pay attention to your night dreams. You can honor your dreams for your life. I love that because when I think of resolutions, I see them in two parts. I see the resolution part, which I think of as self-improvement. So I resolve to do a couple of things, not 50, but a couple of things to set more beneficial habit patterns into play. So one for this year is to get up, unless I've been out to a Broadway show or a fabulous party, to get up before 6 a.m. Because the people who seem to do the most with their lives are early risers. And I tend to want to get a lot done in the morning. I want to meditate in the morning. I want to exercise in the morning. I need to take my dog for a walk in the morning. And I do my best work before noon. Mm -hmm. So if I'm lying around in bed until 7.30, I've just lost a lot. So that's one of them. And, And there are some others that are just about me being more the person I want to be. But it's very important that these are new year's resolution. They're not new week's resolutions. So if you've made one and it's January 9th and you're thinking, oh boy, I already fell off the wagon. It's not about wagons. You've got an entire year. So the way I look at these is I have this entire year of 2013, 12 whole wonderful months to get up before six and sometimes not. And then the next day, do it, do it again. But I also have another kind of resolution, which is not so much about morality, not so much about being a better person, but as making my dreams come true and to put into motion this wonderful kind of allowing energy that mm-hmm. lets the divine come into my life with a bigger purpose. I really like that a lot, Ooh. you know, and... Part of what you were talking about is about, you know, with resolutions, it's about not giving up the good for the perfect. So especially when we're doing things like trying to make a healthier lifestyle, often if we we feel that if we're not perfect every single day, we've somehow jumped off the wagon, like you said, but it's not about wagons. It's about continuing the practice. That should be our theme for the day. It's not about wagons. <laughs> And just before we go to the break and bring on our wonderful guest for today, I want to let everybody know that this very weekend, I am going to be at a fabulous festival called New Year, New You in Marshall, Texas. Now, Marshall, Texas is near Shreveport, Louisiana. So if you are anywhere within that area, if you are anywhere that has an interstate that could get you to that area, if you really want to have a new year this new year, new you this new year, uh, get yourself to Marshall, Texas. I'm going to be joined there by colleagues and people that I admire so much. Jean-Pierre, that's Ellen DeGeneres' trainer, Chef AJ, Dr. Michael Greger. This is just going to be the cream of the plant-based crop. So check out the New Year New You Festival in Marshall, Texas. Cool. All right. We are going to go to break, and we will be back with more Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time, on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Victoria Moran. So happy to have you here at the Main Street Vegan Show. I am here with the lovely Alicia Leeds Myers. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, we are wishing you one heck of a year, and we are starting off this show with a super health burst. I am so excited. We have waited such a long time to get the timing right to have this particular guest. So thrilled to be welcoming Dustin Rudolph. He grew up in rural Montana, and his mentor was the local pharmacist. He wanted to be just like him, and he announced this in fourth grade. So he went on to college, got a doctor of pharmacy degree in 2002. And a little bit later than that, he became inspired by the work of Dr. T. Colin Campbell and the China Study. His claim to fame, or his first claim to fame, was a controversial and illuminating blog post called Lessons from a Pharmacist. I get a big fat paycheck while you stay sick. You can find out more about our guest today at pursueahealthyyou.com. And all those words are spelled out. You is Y-O-U. Welcome. Welcome to Main Street Vegan. Thank you, Victoria. So good to be here. Well, it is absolutely fabulous to have you. We have just been eating up your website, no pun intended. It's... uh, it's quite quite a feast there. So what happened? What changed you? Well, it, it actually, it all started, um, as you know, way back when I was in fourth grade, I decided I wanted to be a pharmacist, and, and I grew up uh, loving math and science, and, and as I got into high school, you know, middle school and high school, those, those kind of courses seemed to play to my interest the best, like the biologies and the, and the other sciences. So... Naturally, I, I felt that to continue on with my fourth grade dream of being a pharmacist because I wanted to help people, and um, and I thought no, there's no better way to help people than to enter into the healthcare field. So I did that. I went into college, 
went into pharmacy school. Um, really was excited to get out there and start hitting the pavement and uh, doing my good deeds. So got through school, got out of school, started practicing pharmacy. I'd worked in various uh, retail settings and then had switched over to the hospital setting about six or seven years ago. And about 2009 it was, I actually went in for an appointment for myself to my podiatrist. I was having some issues with my feet and knees hurting. And as I was in his exam room, this was right about the time where the health care bill and, and all the debate was going on. And so we started to talk about that. And in his exam room, he uh, we were t- talking about uh, uh, an article that was in Time magazine about how, you know, we can provide insurance coverage for more people and, and uh, so they can get more medical care. And he goes, Dustin, you know, no matter what we do, with this health care debate and with this health care legislation is not going to fix the health care crisis. And right then and there, the, the bell went off, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, this is what the whole point is. And I go, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, no matter how many people you provide insurance coverage for, you still have a health care crisis if you still have two-thirds of our population or over 200 million people walking around overweight and sick. And right there, it hit me. I was like, of course you do. You know, that doesn't fix the healthcare crisis. It just provides more coverage for people. So he, he said, have I given you my reading list? And I go, no, not, I haven't seen your reading list. He goes, well, let me go get that for you. There's four books on there. And one of them was Dr. T. Colin Campbell's book, The China Study. And I, I, am, I like to read, but I'm not a fast reader. So I told him, if I were to choose, choose just one of these books, which one should I pick? And he goes, pick the China study. Definitely the China study. He goes, that book should be mandatory reading for all medical students before they get out of med school. And so that's how it started. I picked the China study and read through it and was just absolutely, totally knocked away and and inspired by Dr. Campbell's work. And, um, you know, the rest is history. Now, Dustin, at that time, were you a vegan or a vegetarian when you read the China study? Oh, not no, not even close. I was, I was the uh, the king of bachelor food. You know, <laughs> frozen pizzas, uh, frozen TV dinners, Taco Bell, whatever I could drive or you know grab at the drive-through, um, ice cream, all kinds of all kinds of what I now know are are unhealthy and and. Uh, no, not the best foods to eat, so not, not even close. So how did you start on your personal journey, going from eating those foods in the freezer to becoming a, a vegetarian or vegan? Well, I did it in a number of steps, actually. That's, that's what works best, worked best for me. Um, the first thing I did was I was like, well, if I'm going to, I don't see myself just completely changing overnight of what I've eaten for the last 30-some years. So I thought, but I can do one thing. I can do one thing now, and I can try to do another thing later. So my first thing that I did was I got rid of all the cookies and the sweets and all uh, all those pastries and stuff that I would normally eat for snacks. And instead, I told myself, if you're going to snack, you're going to snack on fruit. And I get, you know, go buy bananas, apples, oranges, mangoes, tangerines, all the, all the fruit that's available, and then make that your snack. So that's what I did. And after a few weeks of that, that was pretty easy. And I thought, well, I really like this. And I like how I'm feeling, and, and I think I'm going to keep doing this. So um, it, it really was a, a matter of steps. And then after that, you know, I, would, I said, well, I'm not, I'm not going to eat red meat or chicken, or turkey. And I'll still eat fish, and I'll still have dairy products, but I'm going to cut those out, and I'm just going to find other substitutes and stuff to to go along with that. So I, I did that, and I found, you know, tofu and tempeh and, and beans, all, all kinds of legumes and lentils and stuff to kind of replace the meats in my diet. And after a few weeks of that, a month or two of that, I thought, well, 
I like this. I like what I'm eating. This this is great. I'm feeling better. And um, and I thought, well, I'll try one more step. So the next that came out was the dairy. Oh, I, I still ate the cheese. Still ate the cheese, but I got rid of all the other dairy. I switched to plant-based milk. I stopped buying the sour cream and, and uh, yogurt and stuff like that. And I think the last thing that I gave up was a year later from when I started, and it was the cheese. That was I can remember eating cheese on a just plain cheese pizza from Domino's. It was during the uh, playoffs, the NFL playoffs, um, in 2010. And that's the last time I remember eating any dairy products. And ever since then, I've been fully 100% plant-based and never looking back. What a beautiful story, because I think so many people, it's kind of like what we were talking about with the resolutions. They're like, okay, new year, I'm going to be vegan. And then if they got a pizza from Domino's, it'd be like, oh, heck with this. But I love how you took a step at a time, and now you've gone all the way. I wanted to go back for a second to the China study, and I was talking about the um, festival coming up in, in Marshall, Texas this weekend. That's the New Year New You Healthfest.com. Dr. T. Colin Campbell will actually be one of the speakers there. He was the head researcher for the China study. So when you read that book, what did it tell you that as a doctor of pharmacy, you didn't already know? Well, it told me everything I didn't learn in pharmacy school. <laughs> That's what it told me. So, you know, in, in the medical profession and in, in the healthcare profession, we're, we're kind of put through an a education system that really preaches evidence-based medicine. Evidence-based medicine. You've got to have the data to back it up. And so that was ingrained into my mind. Uh, and when I started reading the China study, it was all evidence-based science that Dr. Campbell was using to back up his, his points about how diet and nutrition can really affect a person's overall health and these different disease states. And so I saw that, and, I mean, instantly, you know, a lot of people... Some people need to hear testimonials and they need to hear how other people succeeded, and I think that's great, but I need science. I need hardcore facts. I need scientific studies. I need, I need the literature to, to really sink in and, and matter to me for me to, or to make a difference to me and make me want to do something, change. And that's exactly what he provided. So once I saw the science, it was just really a no-brainer. And the more that I learned, the more motivated I was, and the easier it got to do. Why do you think that this evidence-based science was not included in your medical curriculum? Uh, that's that's easy because it doesn't make money. So no, you know, it doesn't produce uh, profits. And unfortunately, you know, we're kind of have a we've grown up in a society and a culture where the American dream is really is really focused on building wealth and building money and building building growth in, in that avenue. And so that's that's what the medical care system is, is, you know, people are sick, they come to their doctor, they come to their pharmacist, and what makes money is selling pills and surgeries and procedures. And while there is a place for that, uh, you know, there are occasions that, that is necessary no matter how many fruits and vegetables you eat or if you're a vegan or vegetarian, and there, there, there is a place on rare occasion that you're going to need those things. It should really be the exception and not the rule. And uh, that's how I look at it as. And, and so to turn this healthcare crisis around, what we need is for people to invest in their own health. And the only way that you can truly do that and succeed is to change what you eat, change your activity level, you know, get plenty of sleep, don't smoke, uh, you know, try to relieve, uh, relieve stress in your life. And by doing those lifestyle changes, that's where we really see the uh, opportunities to grow and, and flourish as a human being, don't you think? Well, that's what we think. That's why we're here. But why is it so hard? You would think that all anybody would have to do would be listen to you for five minutes, and then they would say, well, of course. I don't want to end up decrepit with painful, horrible illnesses. I want to be able to play with my great-grandchildren. 
but most people don't make the changes. What's going on? Well, it's uh, what I've really found as I've gone through this, and I've seen others go through it, or or not take the opportunity because it's just too hard. Is that it's really about habits. You know, it's it's not the it's not the fact that people won't like this new way of eating because everybody who really jumps into this loves the foods that they eat. It's it's about habits. You know, I for example, I've always been terrible at flossing. I hate to floss, but I know it's good for me. Now, I don't have a problem brushing my teeth, but I think it was five or six years ago when I went to my new dentist um, and my dental hygienist, they kept getting on me. You know, you need to floss. You need to floss. And your your gums will be healthier. You, you won't get the gingivitis, and it's really important. I go, I know, I know. <laughs> and they said, well, just try. You don't, you don't don't have to floss every day to start out with, but just try a couple times a week and just try to do that. And then as you get used to doing that, do it three or four times a week, you know, and, and try to do that. So, you know, that's what I did. And, it's, and, in, and it's in the same token, when you look at changing your lifestyle and changing what you eat, you know, you might have been eating this way for 20, 30, 40, 60 years or more. And it's hard to... When you do something three, two, three, four times a day, you eat, and you've been eating those foods for that long. That's what you're used to. That's what you're comfortable with. So that's easy for you, you know. So when you when you start to change habits and you and you make it a habit over, it takes about three to four weeks to break habits. And once you get over that first hurdle, then it's easy. Then it's not hard at all. Plus, it's fun. It's fun to feel good. I think people yeah. haven't felt good in so long. They think that they either have to go back and be 18 again or just forget it. And I think that also people have this idea that they're going to be somehow eating less and have fewer choices if they stop eating these foods in the standard American diet that are making people so unhealthy. But in actuality, when you start eating a vegetarian, vegan diet, um, there are so many more foods um, that are added into the diet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I tell, I tell people that all the time. Because sometimes when I, when I approach people with this, um, that there is a new way to, a new approach of, of achieving health and, and being successful that way for yourself, they, they look at me and they go, well, what's left to eat? There's nothing left to eat. I'm going to starve. I don't know what to eat. I go, oh, there's plenty to eat. I go, I could give you, I could, I, I have plenty of recipe websites that I go on, and there's plenty. I could give you probably 10,000 recipes. If I give you 10,000 recipes to look over, you think you can find about 10 or 20 of them you'd like? And every single time they go, well, of course. Of course I could. So it's just a matter of, Kind of having an open mind and willingness to try and then just starting to make different habits, form different habits. You have something really beautiful on your site called the Vitamin Wheel. What can people get out of that? Um, it's it's a really neat little application there. It, it just it t- takes all the vitamins like A, D, K, and E and the B vitamins and all that. And you kind of click on it, and then you can see which foods have it, you know, which fruits or which vegetables have that vitamin, and um, and you can use that to incorporate those into your diet. And it's I always try to encourage others, it's best to get all your vitamins and minerals and, and nutrition out of food because that's how nature packaged it, and it has it always has a positive effect on you. When you get it from the fruits and the vegetables and the beans and whole grains and, and those kind of foods, when you extract those vitamins out of food and you put it into a pill, it may work and sometimes it may not work and it may actually have a more um, damaging effect on your health. And, and that's been shown in, in Dr. Campbell's work too. And he talked explicitly about that, how that changes so the vitamin wheel is just kind of a nice little tool to see which which fruits and vegetables and other foods have those vitamins in there 
that you can incorporate into your diet. Well, I'm really having fun with this. You can find it on the homepage at pursueahealthyyou.com. And if you've got kids, I think they would have fun with this as well. So where where do you come down on supplements? Um, my, my take on supplements is, well, my take on this whole thing is, I want to find the most effective, least costly, and least harmful way to bring people back to an optimal state of health. And I've found no better way to do that than to basically just change over the food you eat. But on rare, there are rare exceptions where some supplements will be okay. And and basically it comes down to everyone who goes to plant-based, everyone who eats plant-based should have a vitamin B12 in their diet because B12... Um, as you may or may not have heard, for the listeners out there, it comes from the soil. It comes from bacteria that are in the soil, and in in the state of in the state of in, in this base stage that we live in, the soil that we have to grow crops is is kind of depleted with all the chemicals and, and stuff that we put on it. So, a vitamin B12 is always important to get on a plant-based diet. And other than that. The only other one that I usually recommend, and this is based on people's individual lab results, is vitamin D. Some people may need vitamin D. Some people may not. It comes from the sunlight. You can get vitamin D just by going outside for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day and uh, soaking it up from the sun, and that's the preferable way. But I always encourage others that if they go and they get a you know, an annual physical with their doctor to get their vitamin D level checked because uh, studies have shown that to for optimal health, a lot of uh, the data says that when you have your vitamin D level between about 20 and 30 or 20 and 35, right in there, um, it has the uh, greatest effect, greatest health effect for you. And some people can do that just by going out in the sun and get, soaking up some vitamin D from the sun's rays. Some people cannot, and it's, and it's all based off so many different factors. So those so that, are basically the two vitamins that I would recommend. That makes life simple. B12, maybe D, and lots of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. That is the yummy exactly. way to be healthy. After this, we're going to ask you some of those questions that people have always wanted to ask their pharmacists, like, is Big Pharma really evil. Stay with us. We'll be back with more Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio. I'm Victoria Moran. You can find me at MainStreetVegan.net. I am here with the lovely, healthy, and weight loss expert, Alicia Leeds Myers. She's at ElephantBelly.com. And we're speaking with our fascinating guest, pharmacist Dustin Rudolph, whose wonderful site. You've got to go to this site. You know, there are sites and there are sites. This is one heck of a site. You'll be so glad you went. Pursue a healthy you.com. 
So, Dustin, I try to be a positive person and give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes when I think about those big pharmacological companies, I just think maybe they're not very nice. You're in the business. What's your opinion? Yeah, it's uh, it's very easy to think that way, especially especially with your background and what you've seen. And and um, what I have to tell you is that I think I think where everything has went awry is kind of what I touched on earlier in the in the um, show is we we have a culture in a in a society that that lives big and wants the American dream, and that means building wealth and building money, and so. I think if you would actually take the individual people that work for Big Pharma and these pharmaceutical companies, I think there's a lot of good people that work in this industry. I just think that the overall goal is to make as much money as possible and build their business as big as possible and have as much profit as possible, that the goal of that has superseded the goal of helping people with their health. And so it's... the the, it's more important to to earn money than it is to, you know, help that person reverse their diabetes or reverse their heart disease because that mm-hmm. involves not making money. And right. I think that's really where it went awry, and and you can kind of see that in in how they operate their business and how the kind of influence they have on the politicians and the political system, which affects everything in this country. Well, they're telling us now that we all need to run out and get a flu shot. Are you getting one? Um, the flu shot, I've looked into that, and what I've looked into is the uh, data from the Cochrane Collaboration, and that's a, a very renowned uh, world uh, organization that, that focuses on health, and, it, and it's not funded by pharmaceutical or medical device companies. It's just a group of scientists and experts and, and medical experts that look at all this raw data and all the studies and all the scientific and medical literature, and they give you an unbiased, fair, honest view of whether something works or not. And when looking at the flu shot, what they found is that overall the flu shot does very little good. There's over 200 viruses that cause the flu, that have the potential to cause the flu. And the flu shot, every year, it only covers about 10% of those viruses. And as a lot of us know, the, you know, the infectious agents that cause it, they're all, always mutating, they're always finding a way around these, these uh, drugs and vaccines and stuff. So, you know, the, the flu shot is pretty ineffective, to be honest with you. I think... In, in adult populations, in the healthy adult populations, for every 100 people that were vaccinated, one person prevented one case of flu in that person. And um, so that, that's not very good odds. And uh, I, I chose not to get a flu shot this year because of all this data that I've seen. Because if I'm going to do something, I really want the data to back it up and for there to be, for me to get something out of it. You know, and I think that most people want that, too. So, Dustin, so many people that I know are taking statin drugs. Um, So and and there's evidence that statin drugs lower cholesterol. So what's the big deal? You know, you eat your pizza and your hamburgers and you go to your doctor and your doctor says, you know, take this drug and your cholesterol is lowered. Why isn't that good enough? Well, that's. Unfortunately, it's not good enough because it doesn't treat the root cause of the disease, and the root cause of the disease is is the food, the, the rich Western foods that we eat. Um, they're full of fat. They're full of cholesterol. And when we eat those foods, it clogs up all of our arteries and, and all, not just the heart, uh, not just the coronary arteries around the heart, but all of your arteries. Your entire cardiovascular system is, is lined with this plaque and this cholesterol. And the more plaque buildup and the more of that you have in your system, the less blood is able to get around to all these organs and tissues where it needs to be to deliver the oxygen and nutrients that you do take in so that you can thrive and and flourish. And so when we take statin drugs, all that does is tell the liver not to 
uh, basically not to uh, convert the, the uh, foods and stuff, uh, the saturated fats and the, and the cholesterol in the foods to uh, more cholesterol, and it inhibits that process. But wouldn't it be better just to take out the foods that cause that in the first place? I think so. I think so, because you're, you're never going to keep up. It's like trying to put out a house fire with a garden hose. You know, and the garden hose is the statins. And no matter how good that garden hose is or how much, how full-blown you put on that garden hose, if you have a house fire, you're never going to put out a house fire with a garden hose. It's just not going to happen. Do you think that there's a sense in the medical profession that people are unwilling to change their dietary habits? Uh, I think yes. In the in the medical, actually, I've seen this myself. Um, the other day, I was I was working in the hospital, and um, I, I had talked to a physician where one of her patients had come in with uh, a case of relapsing polychondritis, and that's an autoimmune disease that affects your cartilage and, and joints. It's a very painful disease, and it's dietary related. And when you change your diet to a whole foods, plant based diet you change the course of the disease and you can stop it and even reverse it. And so I had mentioned, I go, well, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, th- there's another approach to this and, and it's a whole foods, plant-based diet and it's backed by scientific evidence. It's evidence-based, uh, but it does require that, uh, you know, the patient be educated and, and make some lifestyle changes and really change, change what they eat, change their diet over. And the response I got, unfortunately, was, Oh well, this patients—they're—they're they're way overweight, and they'll never change their diet. And I think that's unfortunate because we are the healthcare professional; we're the expert. And sick patients are coming to us for answers. And if we don't believe in our patient, how are they going to believe in themselves? You know, so it's really important that we have practitioners out there, like the you know Dr. McDougall and Dr. Furman and and Dr. Barnard and Dr. Esselstyn, those kind of practitioners out there that understand this knowledge and make it available to the patients, educate their patients, and most of all, believe in their patients. You know, Dr. Esselstyn said it best. He goes, patients are only afraid of one thing, that their, that their doctor abandons them. And when you, when you look at that from a healthcare practitioner's standpoint, if you stick with your patients and you believe in them, and you give them the right information, a lot more people are certainly going to be more than willing to change what they eat and, and their dietary and lifestyle habits. And I just, I don't, I believe that with all my heart myself, and I, I've seen it happen because I've had that kind of effect on people that I come across. So when you, when you believe in them as the expert, they believe in themselves, and then they change. Dustin, let's just play a little game. I'm going to give okay. you... Um, a list of conditions, very common conditions for which uh, most people in this country are on medication if they're diagnosed with this. And I would just like your quick one-sentence response to what someone might do or what in addition to a pharmacological response somebody might do if they have, for example, migraine headache. Migraine headaches. Um, Cut out the meat and the dairy. That's what I would do. Cut out the okay. meat and the dairy. Colitis and Crohn's disease. Colitis and Crohn's disease. Um, same thing, cut out the meat and the dairy and the processed foods, the really rich processed foods. That'll take care of it. Thyroid disorders, hyper and hypo. Um, hyper, hyper you can affect by uh, going to a whole foods plant-based diet. Hypo is a different story. Once the thyroid is gone, removed, or permanently damaged, uh, sometimes you still do need to have hypothyroid medications like Synthroid or uh, Levothyroxine. Clinical depression. Clinical depression. Um, Seek a really good support group and therapist. Erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction, that's either change the foods you eat, get, get rid of the high-fat uh, meat and high-fat dairy, get rid of the meat dairy, and then also the high-fat processed foods. Osteoarthritis. 
osteoarthritis. Um, switch to a whole foods, plant-based diet, and incorporate some exercise, like some yoga or some stretching. Hypertension. Hypertension, same thing. Uh, get rid of the meat, dairy, eggs, and switch to a whole foods, plant-based diet. It takes care of it. Cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease, right there. Um, get rid of the processed foods, get rid of the meat, dairy, and eggs, switch to whole plant-based foods. And finally, the big one, obesity and its often after effect, type 2 diabetes. Obesity and diabetes, same things. It's not about the sugar in your diet. It's about the fat in your diet. So you've got to get rid of the high-fat foods, the meat, the dairy, the high-fat processed foods, and those you'll, you'll shed the pounds and diabetes goes away. Type 2 diabetes goes away. There is a lot of controversy in the kind of alternative healthcare field about this. I know there is a school of thought that everything is about sugar. What what do you say to that someone with that point of view? Um, it's easy to blame type two diabetes on sugar because that's what has been blamed for I don't know how many years and decades, but. That isn't necessarily the cause of it. The cause of it is these little fat molecules that are inside the muscle cells. Your muscle cells need sugar, which basically in its, in its most uh, simple form is glucose molecules. So it needs carbohydrates. Your muscles need carbohydrates and glucose to get energy. That's how it gets energy and functions. The problem with type 2 diabetes is that the glucose the simple sugars, the sugars that you eat, stay in your bloodstream, producing high sugar levels, high blood sugar levels, because you have way too many little fat particles in your muscle cells that clog up the receptors that the insulin is supposed to attach to. And when the insulin attaches to receptors on the muscle cells, it kind of like opens up those doors to allow the glucose and those sugars inside the muscle cells so they can be used. Well, if you have all these fat particles clogging up these insulin receptors on your muscle cells, the doors never open for the sugar and the, and the, and the glucose to come inside the, the cell, so they stay in your blood sugar, and they, your blood sugar raises, and then you get type 2 diabetes and all the um, damaging effects that that disease has on your body. And how about cancer? I know that people who are afraid of cancer or people who are dealing with cancer, you go online, everybody on earth wants to sell them something. So what's a real honest approach for someone who has cancer in their family, someone who's really concerned about that? Well, cancer is its own monster in itself. Um, Cancer, there is no one answer to all cancers. That we know of yet, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe not in my lifetime or yours, but maybe someday they'll find it. But here's the thing with cancers. Depending on what type of cancer you have, you you can greatly influence by, by what you eat. And I tell you what, it's a whole lot easier to prevent cancer than it is to get rid of it once you have it. So when you switch to a whole foods, plant-based diet, and you cut out the animal products and the animal protein and the animal fats, your chances of getting cancer in the first place dramatically reduce. And then even in cases where people have cancer, and, and the big three that come to mind is colon cancer, uh, prostate cancer, and breast cancer, those are greatly influenced by diet. And you can, and if you don't include uh, whole foods, vegan nutrition in your in your cancer plan, then you're just a sitting duck for those cancers. Now there are several cancers, um, you know, like the leukemias, the lymphomas, uh, testicular cancer, some of the other cancers, um, non-Hodgkin's cancers that you can get, and that although diet does have some to play in it, we haven't found the answer yet. You know, and and modern medicine can provide some benefit to those. So my, my tidbits on cancer, on how to help people with cancer, I actually have an article that I wrote on my blog about this. There's two main sources. The National Cancer Institute has a wonderful page 
and it gives you all the evidence and, and the different treatments for all the different types of cancers. The focus is mostly on conventional medicine, so you can, you can see what the success rates and what the different options are there. And then my other uh, little pearl of wisdom for people is Dr. Ralph Moss has been a leading cancer research expert for decades. And he's not only looked at conventional treatments, he's looked at alternative treatments, including, including diet and other alternative treatments. And he publishes the Moss Reports. Um, this is how he makes his living, and you can purchase the Moss Reports um, on, on your cancer, on your specific cancer. And he'll tell you whether a certain alternative treatment or a certain conventional treatment works and what the success rates are and what the pros and cons of everything is. So with those two resources, I think those are definitely something that every cancer patient should check out because... In order to come up with a really good game plan, you need to know what you're dealing with, and not all cancers are created equal. Thank you. I'm sure that's very helpful for a lot of people. That was so informative, and, you know, it seemed that so many of the diseases that Victoria mentioned were things that can really be addressed um, in prevention and not after the fact by switching to a whole foods plant-based diet. It certainly yeah, seems to be. <laughs> it was so fun when you were answering those questions because it really illustrated what you'd said earlier about the money. It's like, you know, there's just a, not a whole lot of money in Brussels sprouts. <laughs> no, there isn't. And, you know, the one medication that I did mention about the thyroid pills, yes. those are probably the cheapest pills on the market. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, you know, there's a lot of hope out there in the world, a lot of hope for 2013. So I totally invite people to to visit your wonderful website, PursueAHealthyYou.com. And your your blog posts are there as well, Dustin? Yeah, my blog posts are there. So you can, there's there's over 100 articles on my blog. So there's plenty to look at, plenty, plenty right. to take into. Well, I wish you were my pharmacist. Uh, I have great respect for pharmacists as well. My dad was a registered pharmacist, and then he became an osteopathic physician. So when I think of your guy back in Montana, I think of the old-time, really, really committed pharmacists. And, you know, I think everybody, don't, don't you, Alicia? We're all committed. We're all trying to do good. And the more we know, and with renegades like Dustin out there carrying the banner Things are just going to get better. I agree. I think it's a year of awakening. Aha, every day and every way. We're just getting better and better. Thank you so much, Dustin Rudolph. Thank you, Alicia Leeds Myers. Thank you, Unity Online Radio, for hosting Main Street Vegan. We're very grateful to you for that. Join us next week live, and then you can call in. Same time, same station. We'll be here. All the best, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things, 
There is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, 
and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.